welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast, and this is the only podcast that you ever need to listen to. This is the only media that you need in your life, and this is Jaren. And this is TJ. And uh, before we get started today, um, this is the first podcast where I get to smoke a cigar on the during the show. So I'm very dope. excited about that. And this is monumental, right? This is a monumental moment right yeah, now. Yeah, man, I, I changed my setup. Um, I normally was recording in the basement. Now I'm on the sun porch, so uh, we're gonna see how this works out. Um, so there might be some new noises and stuff, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, bro, um, you on the sun porch, but it ain't no sun. <laughs> no. no, so I'm gonna go ahead and give a little cut so you can hear it. Let's see. Real a real cigar, not like uh, a black and black and mild with the plastic tip <laughs> on it. And and it's not a cigarette, right? AKA cigarette, right? So um, this isn't becoming a cigar podcast, but just wanted to put that out there since I mentioned it from time to time. So yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. We gotta celebrate. We gotta celebrate our wins and our achievements, no matter how smart they are. You gotta celebrate those achievements. Because if you don't, I mean, there are so many things that try to tear you down throughout the week. So any small achievement, any small milestone, you I mean, I'm sure it took you some work to get that sunroom together. Because if not, you'd have been recording there already. Right. Right. Yeah. I had to so, clean it out and get all the junk out. It was basically a storage room for a long time. So there you go. You achieved a task right there. You know what I'm saying? You completed a task. You're going to celebrate with smoking a cigar on the podcast. I respect that. Yeah, man. I might smoke one on every podcast from here on out. <laughs> this is my first time right, smoking now it's getting old. This is my first time smoking one on the, Well, you get to you get to drink your your whiskeys and bourbons and shit. Yeah, cognacs. So, yaks, brother. Yaks. So I should be able to smoke a cigar here and there. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. This is actually, it just won't be celebratory every time. This one is celebratory, but this is actually the other ones also the first cigar I ever smoked in the sunroom too. So, ah, I don't know if this okay. is gonna smoke me out. <laughs> I was about to ask you: Is there any ventilation in that sunroom at all? <laughs> not really. Yeah, <clears throat> it's but a sunroom, not a wind room, right? Right. <laughs> it's it's got some cracks. Room. It's got some leaks. So hopefully that'll help me out. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's so. Cool. So, so this you do week, anything man. corporate street, bro? Yeah. Um, actually, I had a uh, wedding yesterday that I had to shoot. Oh, that sounds real street. Uh, yeah, I guess kind of. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy, I was actually helping a friend out, and she was like, the, bro- the groom's name is Juan. And I go into the hotel where I'm supposed to be meeting the, the groomsmen and stuff, and I see a guy. Well, I see a bunch of like Hispanic looking dudes walking by wearing tuxedos. And I'm like, I'm not okay. even about to approach these guys. That'd be racist as fuck to go. It would be. You know, that would like, totally hey, man, be racist. One or one of you guys won. <laughs> and uh, so we call up to the room and couldn't find. Now, hold up, hold up. You said Juan, though. I, I would think the more racist name would be Jesus or Julio. Those names stick with me as being very racist if you're going to hispanic folk so uh, you wouldn't want to do that but i guess one i hector, mean i know a lot of black hector ones. would be kind of hector is oh man add that to my list that's number three on my list hector is i really, think Juan is definitely jose uh i'll take jose 
but Hector for sure, Jesus for sure, and uh, Julio for sure. <laughs> I feel like you're you're that's that's like Tyrone te- territory and uh, Lakeisha. That's yeah. what that's like to me. Well, well, Jose the guy, the guys, maybe a Tiffany. The the guy's name actually was Juan, though. I mean, that wasn't like <laughs> a joke or nothing. <laughs> but but just because I saw some Hispanic dudes wearing tuxedos, I didn't want to assume one of them were, you know, what's the Juan I was looking? The Juan. You know, see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> the Juan, that double entendre, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we called up to the room and. Uh, they weren't there. They were out the room, and then we finally link up with him, and it turns out he he was the one that I was looking for. So okay. my racist assumption, my <laughs> me playing doing the stereotype, uh, that was him. I would have been right. Okay. So. Now, now what you're talking about though, you were trying, you were cautious to try <laughs> yeah. not to be racial yeah. stereotypical to the name Juan for a group of hispanic guys just like i'm pretty sure there are people who will be weirded out like my name is tyron and a lot of people pronounce it tyrone uh if there was should. a bunch of guys walking around to be like uh are you tyrone like for a white dude to have to walk up like that that'll be that seems very i'm pretty sure they'll be weirded out by that right all right yeah man so uh, the wedding was cool, man. Uh, I'll just skip to the, some of the the uh, important parts. So, all right, let's go. So, one of the things that um, the first, the first, I guess, problematic issue that I had with the uh, with the wedding. Oh, and side note: so last year, two thousand seventeen, problematic was the um, word of the year. Okay, me, right. And uh, this year is going to be yeah. Triggered. You wore that out, by the way. Yeah. But go ahead. What is it this year? Triggered. Trigger? Triggered. Okay. Yeah. So something triggers something? Yeah, triggered me. Like right. it's one of my triggers. Okay. You know. <laughs> it's a trigger word. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So trigger. So you gonna so you're gonna wear that out in twenty eighteen. Oh yeah. Twenty eighteen is the 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 year of the trigger. I haven't heard you say that much. I know. I have you have been noticing much. it. I've been saying okay. it about every podcast though. Have you? Yeah, I haven't noticed it. Yeah, it ain't like problematic. Problematic. I I was saying that shit. I started saying that you were saying it so much. Pro- problematic was just a big word, but trigger it kind of flies under the radar. It does. But it does. I just but I just brought it to the light, so you're gonna notice. So what now. triggered you, bro? What so what triggered trigger? me was um. So I'm walking into the venue, and the uh, couple they had this um, photo booth. Like the, I'm a photographer, but there was a, also like a photo booth there where people, you know, get in and take pictures and make silly faces, that type of thing. Yep. And there was a chick just by herself unloading this truck with these big, massive boxes, you know, which is I'm guessing is the booth itself. But like the booth kind of folds in on itself or something like that. Okay. And. She actually calls out to me. She was like, hey, don't I know you? <laughs> okay. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, she, did she hit you with the, have we fucked before? She hit you with one of those? That's what a man would do. No. Nah. That, no, that, actually, that's no. what Russell Simmons I was going to say, that's do. what Russell Simmons would do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to Russ, Uncle Russ. But uh, <laughs> he, so I'm like, nah, you know, nah, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, okay. And the gentleman in me was thinking, or the corporate side of me was thinking, I should offer to help her out. You know, okay. big heavy ass boxes. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't want help at that, right? But then okay. the street side of me was thinking, uh, she knows she signed up for. She knows these boxes <laughs> are heavy as hell. <laughs> and also I was thinking, plus, I don't want no problems. I'm this big I'm not even that big anymore, but I'm still a, a, a big looking black guy. Um you're still one bad dude I'm still, uh, in in the police's right. eyes, right? I'm still That's dark skin, about with, the other homie. dark skin with a big nose, okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't want this this uh, lily white woman to feel like I've tried to um, like disrespect her in any kind of way. Like I don't want to get too close, or I might be standing behind her waiting for her to hand me a box and she bumps into me the wrong way and i was just afraid that i'll be a victim of a me too okay so i decided not to help wow you unchivalrous piece of trash you you didn't help that woman how dare you bro oh you oh, dropped wait, everything. And that's the third thing too and also i didn't want to seem like i was being sexist or you know like the whole uh, equal rights and you know, yeah. women, women shouldn't, you know, don't need a man to do this and that. So check it. I got a couple questions, bro. I got a couple questions in. With that being said, would if it was a dude, all right, um, I don't know you, but I think I know you. And you walking by and I'm like, hey, yo, do I know you, dog? Did you did you go to Gateway? And you like, nah, nah, bro. I don't even did you, know did you go to Sodan or, or Vashon or something? Hell no. Nah. Okay. Nah, okay. Well, maybe I got you mixed up with somebody. And you see me lugging these heavy-ass boxes. <laughs> Would you help me? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because it's, that was the fourth part. Maybe that was just her way of trying to coerce me into, like, kind of trick me into yeah offering the help that's that woman shit man that's that woman i'm gonna tell you the code i'm I'm gonna throw this code at your face and you better you better crack the code if not you're an ass you know she told all her friends you're an asshole because she she implied that you should have helped her but you didn't take the you didn't take the hint you know that right 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 (laughs) and that's and i'm supposed to help even though i've already been shooting for the past four or five hours and just because she's just now making it to a spot, it's like, you know, it's not like I haven't been doing something this whole time. My feet was already killing me by that point. So you ain't answer me, though, bro. Would you help me or not? Um, I'm lugging these heavy ass boxes, dog. I thought I knew you. Ain't that good enough? Would you help me? I probably would, actually. I'm saying without um, me asking, though. By the way, I asking, think a man would have asked. But like without me asking, I'm well, like, the Yo, DJ do I know was you moving like stuff now. around, but he wasn't loving. He wasn't carrying nothing heavy. I've helped. I've helped uh, other vendors before, like DJs or whatever, you know, carry something. And if I had absolutely nothing to do, which I did sincerely have something to do at that point, I was just trying to catch up with the um, bridal party. So I was on my way to do something. 
you know, I didn't want to miss something. So um, that was a, I mean, that was kind of the fifth piece. It wasn't that urgent at that point because I knew I had beat them, but I wanted to get into position. But yeah. uh, mm, I mean, it's just, it just depends on what's going on. I wasn't going to help her at all. But if it was like a guy, I probably would have helped her. You probably would have helped without asking? Depending without on the, the guy, guy asking. Because also they might, you know, something might come up missing and they might try to blame it on me or something, you know? By the way, racism, this is what the fuck you get. Now, <laughs> hundreds of years later, black people don't want to help white people because they're afraid that they're going to be terrorized and accused of stealing or raping <laughs> or robbing or me tooing somebody. Right. Thanks a lot, racism. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and, anyway. false, and false accusations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Tell me about it, right? Accusations. So, so, all right. So, I want to touch on a few of those. So, you said maybe you would have helped me depending on what you know, depending on what you were doing. The other thing you was afraid of was this this stereotypical thing that could happen, that may happen, that may not happen. Now, I told you where I'm at in California, in Southern California. I really don't think that racism is as overt as it is in a lot of other places simply because there's a lot of diversity here there's a lot of different races i see people here that and i saw somebody i didn't know what the fuck this woman was she works with me but she told me she was from iran and she moved here a couple years ago i I see iranian people and i mean i i see a lot of diverse shit now (laughs) Mm -hmm. so being that you're in missouri where there is a lot of or there there still is some racial tension i hear it from family members i hear it from from friends uh that's a true that's a thing that you have to be aware of right right oh and that's the thing i would tell my son to be aware of i'm sure you'll teach you'll, you'll teach your sons the same thing right oh yeah well all right i mean yeah I'll, I'll just give them the heads up but i wouldn't be like you know be afraid of all things right white or you wouldn't tell them don't help white people or yeah. nothing like that we ain't saying that but just be aware of your surroundings and just be street smart <laughs> is is basically the way to put it the other thing i wanted to touch on though is that this shit is hard dog so check you know uh march the 8th was just international women's day right yep it was just international women's day it's, it's day actually women's month day? i think right is it the whole month well it's, it's the whole month but that day was like like you said it was some kind of special day too though yeah, it was special International Women's Day, right? Yeah. And so my job went all out. Uh, they had a, a panel of women from the WIN organization. Uh, fuck, I don't like remember w- what WIN stands for. Oh. Huh? Oh, I thought no, you meant, d- I thought no, you meant no, like no. the casino. No, 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 no. WIN. W-I-N uh, Women's Group. I, don't, I forget what it stands for. Anyway, it's like Women's International something. It's an empowerment uh program and club for women so i don't want to get it misconstrued but anyway they had a panel from that group speaking talking about women empowerment and we had uh, a photo booth set up ah we had a photo booth that was run by a woman but this lady was a filipino woman so i I wouldn't have had any fear to help her um and you could take pictures in 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 honor of, of the women's day and such and so who would you have been during this women's month and right after this women's day to walk up to this woman as if she can't do her job without a man's help who would you what would you have looked like bro yeah man i was a male chauvinist you how chauvinistic how piggish would you look 
to drop what you was doing to help this woman for a job she does every day. She don't need you. We probably shouldn't be opening doors or nothing at this point. Yeah, and we talked about that on the podcast. I forget what show it was, but we talked about the difficulty that now men go through. You just try to be helpful. And I want to say, did you did you have a situation where a woman got mad when you opened the door for her, or she didn't want she didn't want you to? We talked about that situation. Uh, was that? I can't I can't remember how that. Or it might have been a guest on the show, but yeah, I, I remember like hearing a story show, yeah. that the that that a woman that there was a particular woman who didn't want the door to be open for them. So that that makes it hard. I guess you could have threw the offer out there, but if you had some other shit to do, then I mean you had some other shit to do, so. Yeah, man. I think I probably would have asked if it were me. I probably, if it wasn't nothing pressing, I probably would have asked her if she needed some help. In a California setting, I don't know how I would be if I was in a Missouri setting. So let's say whatever, regardless of the setting. Why should you, as a fellow vendor, a vendor that's actually been working for five hours that day already, it has four more hours to work, and she's just now getting there and she only has to work like two or three hours why do you care if she needs help at that point like it's should me you, being like 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 why should why should you as the photographer have to go set me, up a cake and help the caterer and set put yeah. flowers on down yeah it no it's specifically that situation a woman with heavy boxes it would have been the chauvinistic part of me that would have felt like she needed help and it sounds pretty disgusting, <laughs> but at the same time, it felt if it, it, it sounds like, and it would have felt like I'm not doing the right thing if I wouldn't have asked. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a conundrum now. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But looking at it now, it's chauvinistic to think that that woman would have need help. It, that she needed a man's help. I don't know. It, it's hard. Yeah. Regardless of so. what the sex of the person or the color of the person. My default is pretty much just fuck them, you know, especially you know, at that point of the day. Like, they're not wow. going to help me, so I'm not yeah. going to help them. So. You know what? And that sounds really harsh, but at the same time, that that could probably help you get more done for yourself. Yeah. Me, I'm probably the total opposite of that, where I would break my back and stay late to help somebody else, but now that detracts me from getting home on time and spending time with my family and my kids and sure it's a good deed to help that person but at the same time now i'm losing something on the back end because i've just shifted my time yeah i mean that's get better and that's extra energy i would have had to use and i needed to have all the energy for the rest of the day um like i said like with the photographer I don't know if I said this on the show before, but I feel like the photographer, the actual wedding photographer, the one that's with you all day, is yeah. probably the most important vendor. They shouldn't even be treated like a vendor compared to everyone else because right. when it's all said and done, you know. That's the if memory. Some, if some, huh? That's the memory. Yeah, the yeah. But yeah, if something goes wrong, they're going to be looking at that photographer like forever. Like they've ruined everything forever. You know, yeah. the DJ could play like the wrong song with you coming in or whatever, or, you know, play the wrong father, son, uh, father, daughter, dance song or something. Ain't nobody gonna remember that shit. But if the pictures didn't come out, that's a constant, <laughs> remember, that's a constant memory of yeah. how fucked up the photographer was. So, true. 
True story. So you can't play around uh, as a photographer. So, so yeah, I, I I look at these other vendors lugging shit in. I'm like, okay, I just lugged my shit in too. So I don't need to stop and help you too. So you treat yourself like you part of the family. Like, I mean, because a family member wouldn't help a vendor. It's like, dog, that's what I pay you for is to lug that heavy shit and set it up. So I'm just going to walk past right We now. literally go up with the wedding party, like to go eat at the reception mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like as the wedding party is up there like if they're serving themselves that is we we uh go up with them the reason Dog, for that, think about that you part of the family well it's 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 kind of that because we deal with them before during and after the wedding and i'm talking about before the day during the day and, ap- and after that day we still have to deal with the with the people nobody else has to do that and um and also, the, the the real reason for eating at the same time is because you don't want the couple to hop up and start walking around doing stuff and you still trying to, you're in line trying to get food or whatever. Gotcha. So, that's, that's the main reason. But anyway. That makes sense. So at the end of the day, I do feel like it. that, yeah, <laughs> you you part of the family. At yeah. the, actually, not even the family because the family don't only give us some of those luxuries. You're right. actually an attachment to the bride and groom yeah. so you're like higher than everybody Just you're like second to the bride and groom i mean and when shit is when they're when they need when they need something they always look to the photographer first that's just the way we we kind of function yeah like when it's time to cut the cake they they're clueless about how to cut the cake but guess what the the people who made the cake they're not sitting there telling you what you're supposed to do the caterer ain't like, there. Nobody a, else is there. The a, DJ's a not going to tell you. They look to the photographer, yeah. and we got to tell them, okay, you're supposed to cut the bottom part, and, you know. Because they're like, yeah, you done done this shit like 10,000 times. Yeah. How, we, how is it supposed to go? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's cool. All right, man. So, uh, you, didn't, you didn't help the lady, but that's okay. And again, this is, for me, this is something to think about, man. I think that and the listeners should think about this, too. It seems like you're being a dick when you don't stop to help people. But when you do stop to help people all the time or you overdo it or you overextend yourself, you're now taking time away from the other things that might be important to you. So does that mean my kids should lose out on time with me playing a, a game with them or reading with them because I want to help a lady take boxes out of? Out of, out of her van which is something that she does all the time every day which is something she's expected to do so your nah. kid your kid just hit his first and only home run that he's ever going to hit in his life and you missed it because you're trying to help some lady with her groceries or take some boxes out of her car you're trying to help the ups lady <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> basically this is her job you try to help her take a package to a door and your kid is yeah. hitting the home run and you just missed that's that an important thing to think about i think there's there's a big message in that so listeners take that for what you will but that's something to think about all right so you didn't help the lady you kept it moving anything else happened at this wedding yeah so i was like fuck her and i went ahead and, went in there. <laughs> and so i'm waiting for the wedding to start uh, i think i was yeah i was waiting for the wedding to start because they was running super fucking late <sighs> i knew they was gonna run late too but they were running late and were they black I'm, since we talking about stereotypes huh oh no you said they was hispanic well I, 
they were Hispanic, but they also the the bride was black. Oh, and she was the one that made him <laughs> late. So, oh, come on, yo. <laughs> stereotypes all day long, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, so is it worth talking about how she made him late? I kind of want to know. Um, well, they were supposed to get their uh, get. It was basically they made up to their make. They made it to their makeup appointment late. And when I say okay. late, like an hour and a half late. Damn, and that's really late. That's not ten fifteen. That's disrespectfully minutes. late. Yeah, ten fifteen minutes is not really. So wait, wait, wait. So was the makeup artist late? Is that what happened? Nah, but it was just one, and it was like okay. five, it was like four girls that needed their their makeup done. But then there was like family members and shit that was one that was coming in wanting to get their makeup done. And, oh, uh, got you. And like the makeup artist obviously was like a newbie, and she didn't prioritize, you know, right who needed to get done. So yeah. So they were late. We they were supposed to do like um, they were seeing each other before their wedding, and so yeah. we set up this first look situation. She was like an hour late to that shit, and she gets there, and she basically the the girl was weird as fuck, man. But look, she commentated her whole walk towards the guy. It was just really weird. Like she just kept saying these little weird things. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I can't remember the kind of shit she was saying. She was like, all right, I'm walking up the steps and I'm taking a, a step with my left foot. And <laughs> I really <laughs> who, who is she you, telling this I to? Really she telling this to you? She's or? just speaking and to herself. And she's like, I really hope you have a good reaction when you turn around and don't mess up my makeup. And she was just saying this weird ass shit. Yo, she's being controlling already? Hell yeah, man. I felt so <laughs> bad for Wine, dog. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I bet, like, I bet Wine was starting to get cold feet and shit. Like, yo, do I want to do this shit for the rest of Juan my life? Wine knew what was up. <laughs> See, when I first got there, I thought Wine was pissed because, like, I was like, was I late? Like, you know, I got there when I was supposed to. And I'm like, uh, what did I say to him? I'm like, Man, we could do whatever you want to do, man. And he was like, you know what? No, it's it's not you, man. It's I just know that she's gonna be freaking out. <laughs> he he already knew what this bride yeah. was about. And he so, already knew what it was. And so they ended up not getting any like creative pictures. They didn't get any wedding pictures with the whole wedding party or nothing. So You know that's your fault, right? Hell no. No, 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 no. I'm saying when the story comes out, when they get their pictures and shit, and people be like, "Yo, you didn't get one of these. You didn't get one of these." They be like, "Yeah, my photographer didn't didn't do that." Like, nah, y'all niggas. <laughs> you know you that scapegoat. Hey, that's probably what they want to say, but I can't. I can't do nothing about that, man. But yeah, um, I feel that. But yeah, that. so she, so so they were late, and I'm kind of pacing the the aisles, just kind of looking at some stuff. And I step on something, and it just felt like like my feet were already hurting, and I thought like you know this is it like my feet are about to give out, <laughs> but <laughs> I step on something, old, bro. <laughs> and I look down, and I'm like ah what is that? And I reach and I see something kind of shiny. I pick it up, and it's this little ring, and the ring okay. had 
you know, I'm not I'm not a jeweler. I don't know what the fuck a real ring looks like. Uh, the the lights are kind of. But dim. did it look dope? Did it catch your eye? And you was like, yeah, Damn. it looked. If it was real, it was a very impressive ring. Uh, yeah. Again, not a jeweler, but if I were to guess, it was definitely a five figure ring. Okay. You know, so, you know, something to the tune of you know fifteen twenty grand or something. I would see it going for. Damn. So that was a hell of a ring. Yeah. All right. So you pocketed that shit and we eating good. The corporate streets is eating good going forward. So we I did. To the so so the good. first thing I'm thinking, right, is I ain't shit, right? Like I'm nobody, but I'm always thinking like, am I on some type of, of somebody's prank video or something? When some shit like that happens. Ah, you know, I think there's going to be like a hidden camera trying to see what I'm going to do. And so okay. I, I I pick up the ring. I put it in my pocket. And of course, I'm faced with a decision here. Do I turn it in or do I keep it and take myself out of debt? OK, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and um the first thing I think, and it didn't take me a long time to think about this, but well, first of all, I'm really expecting somebody to pop out with some cameras, like ah, you stole it, you know, <laughs> you know like or it was got like a string tied to right, it, right. And it's gonna it's gonna make you fall back or something, right? Or it's like electrified or something, <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna you know electrocute me or something. Um, yeah. that never happens, and. I'm like, I would ask this lady that's sitting right here if this was hers, but maybe it's not. And she says it is. So now, wait, wait. Maybe so, it's somebody because it's, the place is in an art gallery. So it could have been somebody from before, who was there earlier. Dog, you, you are you are super paranoid right now. I am. So you thinking that, damn, they might be watching me. And it's like, well, I can ask this lady. But shit, she might try to keep. <laughs> she That's might try feel, to man. keep it. You was super paranoid. I'm always like that. I'm always worried about you know what you know what what might be happening for real with situations like that. But um, I, I I had all these thoughts, and I mean it was just a matter of, of seconds, you know, before I decided what I was gonna do. It was like without yeah. a doubt that I wasn't going to keep this ring. I was going to turn it in. So I take it to the uh, front and I didn't see anybody who looked like they were officially there with the art gallery, but there was like a cop there at the desk kind of working security. And he looked like a real cop. He had a, he had a gun, he had a badge, he had some stars, uh, like three stars on his chest. So I figured he's a three star general. What's that, a brigadier? Okay. Brigadier general? How do you say that? Yeah. Uh, one of, whichever one that is. I figured he was one of those. So I'm like, all right, this looks like a trustworthy guy. Uh, I'll give it to him. And so I give him the ring, and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> and at that moment, I'm like, I think I might have made the wrong decision. This is not the person I should have given it to. <laughs> Okay. He seems too excited about this ring. Yeah. And but I've already <laughs> shown my hand. I have to give it to him now. And he was like, okay, uh, well, I'll uh go have the DJ make an announcement. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, that's cool. And, and, then, and then he's like, or maybe somebody will come and ask me, you know, ask me if I got it. So I leave him with the ring. And for some reason, I felt like this motherfucker's probably going to steal it, too. Oh, <laughs> well, I was like, I was thinking he's going to steal it, too. And I'm like, all right. Well, just in case this comes back to me somehow, let me go. Let me go and take a picture of this shit. Yeah. And also, I just want to be able to show, like, show my friends and shit. Like, man, look at this ring I passed up. Right, right. And so I go back and take a to take a picture. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead, take a picture, of, and you know, show everybody your good deed. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I'm feeling some kind of way. Dog, so did he just like stereotype you as a millennial? Because <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the millennial shit. They got to show everything that they do, right? I don't think that's it's a whole just, different type of nah, stereotype. I don't think it's really just limited to millennials. I think that's everybody almost. I mean, especially millennials. But I think everybody, most people are trying to track their good deeds on social media now like that's that's like a major thing that people do all right people accomplish something they're like oh i gotta go post this on the gram i need to get these likes yeah yeah all right so wait let me let me get this because there's a lot of things there's a lot of things here a lot of layers if you will you've you found a ring you contemplated what you should do with the ring right you know that people are watching. And it sounds like you know that karma is watching too. So you don't want to keep it for yourself. Yep. Right. And then you see a lady, but you don't want her to take it just because it was there and it was offered to her. So you went to this person that's supposed to be trusted, which was a police officer, right? He got the three stars. He's looking like a lieutenant general and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, now he's looking all extra. He's looking suspicious because he was way too excited about it. Right. And so your good deed might have actually been. Uh, well, I mean, it's still your good deed. So you did the right thing. But you're thinking that maybe this guy might have pocketed it now. Right. Right. Damn. That's crazy. All right. That's crazy. <laughs> so the first thing is is the karmic piece to it. What do you think about karma? It sounds like you believe in it, dog. Um, I do believe in the whole uh, karma slash you reap what you sow slash you do unto others slash your comeuppance. I believe in all that shit. And I've had it happen to me where, like, I remember the first time where I really felt like karma came and got me back. (laughs) And there was this time where, like, I was in school in Kentucky, and this, uh, I was working at Burger King. Remember, I was the Burger King, uh, burger slinging boss, you know, when I was in school. Yeah, I was a burger slinging boss, too. Going through the dorm. At Burger King. Well, no, I was going through the dorm, though, and selling extra Oh, you were slinging extra? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't doing that. I was just taking shit home. Nah. (laughs) No, nah, I was taking like 10 sandwiches home and slinging them, you know, for like two bucks a piece and shit, like big whoppers and stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's actually wow. OK, 
Oh yeah, it was me. It was a it was a pizza guy. Like the dude worked at Papa John's. He would come through selling uh, pizzas. Yo, that seems super duper smart, bro. But I mean, it, in hindsight, it's not the yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, tell your story, bro. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I was at Burger King, and well, hold on, was it? No, it was before the Burger King stuff happened. So like the, at the beginning of the year. I found a wallet sitting in the parking lot. It was a Kentucky State wallet. So it was definitely a student. I opened it up. I feel like it even had somebody. It definitely had somebody's name in there. And I'm like, fuck that. Because it had like $200 in there too. And I kept it. (laughs) Okay. Savage. But you you had to feed your family, which is just you right now. But you had to feed your family, bro. Dude. I had my car. I was trying to get my windows tinted. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I had tattoos to get and shit. So I kept it. Plus it's a nice little bonus for the beginning of the year. And so I kept it. Okay. And so fast forward to I'm at Burger King. And I leave my wallet on the table or something or it fell out like on the seat or something and my wallet had probably more money than that in it at the time yeah yeah so i lose all of this money like 300 dollars. let's call it 300 dollars. because i must have just got paid or some shit like that yeah so i lose all my money i'm trying to figure out if i got the wallet i think i did get the wallet back eventually but of course the money was gone and i'm sure one of them motherfuckers who worked there took it too but so that happened but that's not where that's not the way karma works it don't just stop you know tit for tat eye for an eye (laughs) karma wasn't done with me (laughs) so uh there was this one night where i was um my boss my manager, I mean, this motherfucker is probably like younger than me. He might have been a couple years older than me. Um, he invited me to his house out in the country to come come drinking with them. That was going to be my first time drinking, too. Uh, so he wanted me to come out to drink with him. And they was having a little gathering, a little party. Is this a white dude? White dude, yep. In Kentucky? Yeah. Dude was cool. And they he, were like. He was super cool, dude. He was cool. <laughs> no, if I would have went to Backwoods with homie, bro. I'm just trying to stay alive. He was cool, man. <laughs> I was just saying. It's all white people. It wasn't that many white people. It was just like uh, five or six people there. So, yeah. um, and she could have turned out to get out real quick. I'm just saying, though. <laughs> so, I had my 89 Accord, right? And yep. uh, I think I had like my little air intake on it and my little exhaust pipe. And um, so, and Fast and the Furious was just out around then. And so, and he had his Cavalier and um so he like he's like revving at me at a light and so i'm driving automatic you know you can't rev automatic but you can put it in neutral in neutral right yeah and rev it then so i'm revving it in neutral and the light you know i'm just kind of laughing back at him and uh, and looking at him in revving and the light turns green and i'm still looking at him so he takes off i'm like oh shit and my revs are pretty high at that point. 
and I drop it into drive. I neutral drop it into drive. And I just heard this loud bang. <laughs> and so okay. <laughs> and that bang, what is it, dog? Tell me. That bang, is, of course, man. was my transmission. <laughs> from the neutral to drive drop. Like the five thousand yeah. RPM drop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so uh I lost the race. <laughs> My car made it quite some ways down the road before it finally started. You know, I could tell like it wasn't doing something right. And uh, I get I get it to limp to his house. And I try to limp it back home the next morning. Oh, by the way, uh, they gave me a screwdriver. Um, and it was lots of vodka in it. I woke up that morning throwing up. <laughs> and in the yard you know just walk outside <laughs> there's nothing but trees out there because we went it was dark and i got there you know i didn't know what the shit looks like and i just walk out and it's nothing but trees and i just throw up i just like fall on my knees and throw up and uh, damn you fell down you was hurting and bro. Mother- it, like and they was just outside like cutting up a deer like a deer was like hanging up <laughs> <laughs> in like the garage and they just like skinning this bitch and this kid was like i want to see it you know they think it's got to be a cute deer like it's like this two-year-old and they saw it and she just started crying <laughs> yeah, that's crazy day. so anyway so uh my car was fucked up and it probably it like to get it fixed the dude was gonna charge me like four or uh, like eight hundred dollars or something of course i didn't have eight hundred dollars had to get it from my mom. I had to keep chipping in and turning my checks over from Burger King, but I really couldn't go to work because I didn't have a fucking car. You know, it was just a mess. And uh, yeah, karma fucked me up on that one. Damn, dog. So that shit got yeah. He karma got you good. He or she or it. The energy so, that karmic energy got you good. Dog. So I learned really quick in a young age that. If I lost something, I would really hope somebody would turn it in for me. Um, so if I find something, if it's something that can is turn inable, if it's something that could be tracked, I will hunt that motherfucker down and give it to him if I can. Yeah. Um, just like remember I told the story about the. I'm about to say you risked your life uh, last year. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. About chasing that guy down right from the hidden run. Yeah. And. That's the same thing. I would hope somebody would do that for me. There was a time um, also last year, uh, I, f- I found this wallet and it had this kid's student ID and his cards and his driver's license and shit. And I, I tracked this kid down. I had to find him on Facebook, sent him a message. He never responded. And it took him like, t- like maybe a month before he actually looked at his Facebook and responded. It's like, oh, wow, man. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I work at this McDonald's over here, you know, wherever this McDonald's was. And yeah. I took him to I took the wallet to him. That's dope. Because I That's wish dope. somebody would do that shit for me, especially when you see all this stuff in there. I think his social security card was in there. His whole life was in that shit. Yeah. But, you know, that- it, since it did land in the right person's hands, I wanted to, you know, make sure i gave it back to him and then i told him to pay it for it if if you're ever put in this situation where you find somebody shit all i ask is that you 
do all you can to make sure it gets back into the right hand. That's true, man. Karma, for those that don't know, is in its simplest terms, man, is the law of cause and effect. That's exactly what it is. So whatever you do, you're the cause. What your action is the cause and whatever you choose to do is the effect you're going to get out of that. And generally what I've noticed in my lifetime is that it's not just two times over or tenfold. It's usually like 40,000 fold. OK, and so just like Jaren's story <laughs> where he said all it started with the two hundred dollars and then he lost like three hundred and his car was all bad and he was throwing up the next day. You was fucked up. Bro. Cost me twelve hundred dollars <laughs> by the end. You know, but and and you talk about forty times or forty thousand. I said forty thousand times. Yeah, dog. dude. Well, if you go with actual um, karma as it is, like in the um, was it the Buddhist uh, religion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hinduism, that shit, Buddhism. That, that shit. That shit follows you through lifetimes. Right. So it yeah. doesn't just stop once it's been paid back. So in in also karma doesn't always work. It's just bad. It's not like I know the way people word it now is like karma's gonna come get you, like it's the boogeyman. But yeah. there's good karma too. It works both ways. True. So Exactly. So you're always wanting to make deposits, you know, into this karma bank basically, because it's supposed to follow you through all your lifetimes. So, you know, Hitler might you know have died and came back as like jeffrey dahmer or something i don't know (laughs) you know or whatever right you know he came back as somebody like real shitty and you know got fucked up again (laughs) is he still paying for all his karma right so uh yeah so that's how i feel about karma man and i i believe the same exact thing about karma I don't have the the background teachings from and another thing too people don't even realize that karma comes from a religion from hinduism or buddhism they don't know that it's a religious thing they just they just think that it's a it it, it they think that it's a thing they hear it as a thing they use the terminology but they don't realize don't it's know. actually tied to a religion outside of christianity right although christianity you reap what you sow that, that kind of language exactly is, is the same thing yeah, yeah it's the same they same all have it they all all religions all faiths and all belief systems have some form of this right just call different things or they don't specifically call it at all i like karma but i believe in the same thing i can't really remember a particular time where i remember doing something that was fucked up and i vividly remember right after having to pay for it and i believe that's because i was aware of karma at a particularly young age that the things that I do will reflect in how things are going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I do vividly remember is uh, when I was in the military. So this, I was probably like 19 at the time and my girlfriend now wife came to visit and we went to, uh, what was it? Is it, uh, is it Dunkin Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts, Dairy Queen, Baskin Robbins, one of those places. We went to some place that had some ice cream or some or some donuts or some shit. I don't really fuck with the sweets, but we went because she wanted to go. And when we went there, the lady had given me too much change back. She mm. gave me too much change. She gave me change like I paid. Oh, I believe I paid with the 20. 
and she gave me change back that paid like a fit like i paid her a 50 or something okay and so when i got outside i was like yo this lady gave me too much change she's like what you gonna do so i'm gonna get this shit back <laughs> she, i don't want this chick to lose her job over this because her drawer is short i don't want to take this couple dollars and then flip my car over or my car break down i'm taking this shit back that's probably one of the things that won my wife over but she was outdone that i was already outside and i made such an effort to go give this chick the money back and actually take the correct change mm-hmm. not saying that she was pushing me to do anything other but she was shocked that I went through such a such an effort because we was basically in a car and ready to go. But even then, it, it, I'm thinking back to 19. I already knew that I'm not about to be a part of no shit like that because when it comes back, it ain't going to be good. I already know that. And I've been pretty much living that way for for since before that and yeah. also currently. Yeah. So I try to do my best to do positive things and do good deeds and that goes into me overextending myself like hoping that lady who's taking stuff out part of it is chauvinist chauvinism that was taught you know you need to help a lady because a lady's in distress and the lady needs help which i'm now learning that that's probably not the best thinking it's not fair right uh i guess she's supposed to treat women like and didn't I, you have and a, didn't you have weird. like a lady in distress recently i'm um, at a gas station and then a dude popped up oh yeah well my wife well she me had into it, that yeah. situation she came home saying that these ladies need some help and she brought me in it because she didn't want to be out there and get conned or you know to get taken advantage of just because they were two chicks but she did generally want to help so that was her thing. I didn't stop what I was doing. I went to go help my wife. Well, yeah, you went to go help. But what I'm saying, though, is as far as being chivalrous and stuff and how it can fucking backfire on you, though. It totally can. Like, old boy could have came out, you know, with the Draco. Yeah. And took y'all well, van or something. He could have been Draco. <laughs> or he could have been Draco. Right. If he dies, he dies. Right, 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 right. So... I mean, people take advantage of that. I remember in North Carolina, there was a scheme going around where a lady would act like she needed her car fixed. You go out to help her. Some dudes will come out the backwoods and they rob you. And they've been they've been doing this. I think I said this last time on Red Dead Redemption. They you know, that Red Dead Redemption is a video game um, where you're basically in the wild, wild west. And so you're riding your horse down the road and you'll see a lady in a, with a broke down uh, wagon and you come out you, you jump off your horse to come help her and then these guys who's just like they just duck down behind the wagon they pop out and they try to rob you yeah this shit has been going so, on for even longer than that I'm sure yeah exactly that shit didn't even start in, it didn't even start in the 30s and 40s that shit was been going on for a long time I'm sure that happened on Book of Eli too you ever seen that yep <laughs> yep it happened on Book of Eli it definitely <laughs> happened on that so, so you got to be careful with that because it can be dangerous. But I just wanted to touch on the 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 karm the, but, the karmic energy. You know what? And face face with that same situation. I got um, actually I went to Taco Bell once and I ordered up all this stuff and I was sitting there waiting. And, you know the line was long as hell, or it wasn't really a long, but I think I had to wait a long time. And the girl came out and she handed me all my food and I hadn't paid yet, and I just like. <laughs> do you remember what happened now i don't i can't remember particular karma being tied to that but i'm sure i probably got a ticket something 
you know yeah. down the line because it don't have or, to happen instantly to where you can remember it right or uh, according to karma you know something a car broke down or something you know some shit where i have to pay more money so uh yeah so i'm always thinking about that and i'm yeah. always you know nowadays just trying to do the right thing uh, yeah because i don't want nobody to be fucked up like you said you don't want nobody to lose their job um like i took a receipt in like i got a receipt from uh the store and i was talking to the guys and we were just chit-chatting talking about shoes and shit and i left and i looked at the receipt i'm like oh shit i got the store receipt and i took it back because i didn't know if that was gonna fuck they up fuck up their, their drawer or you know i don't know if they had it like just in the system and they would have been good or if the kid would got in trouble but i went ahead and took it back i made it almost home yeah but i took it back because i ain't want nothing to happen with them and you know what there's nothing and there's people who don't believe in it and you don't have to believe in it but the thing you that should. i know that that's true <laughs> you ain't got is positivity to, positivity breeds positivity yeah. negativity breeds negativity yeah. so you go around taking people's money not paying for shit i don't know who think that they're gonna just live that way and everything be good forever it's eventually gonna catch up to now, you. now it don't have to be today tomorrow next week now let's talk let's go back to the food thing so what about if they gave you more food than you were supposed to have would you go ahead and keep that because think about all the times they fucked you over that's how i feel right all the times they fucked me over they owe me this is karma coming back to get them and so <laughs> you know so, what <laughs> so i'll keep the extra hey, food. i'm just benefiting look this is a this is a positive thing for me that's happening to me because all the fucked up shit that they did now i'm winning because i've been positive i got two extra tacos from del taco yeah i ain't mad at that or, i think part of it too is <laughs> I, I was gonna ask I was gonna talk about that too I think part of it is you know when you're doing wrong and so if you you know what's right and what's wrong and what's fucked up and what's kind of iffy and what's like what's something that you really couldn't control mm -hmm. and should you go out of your way to go in and give those two tacos back I think it's about what you truly think is and what you know is is right or wrong because your body is talking to you so your conscience is talking right. to you god is talking to you however you however you take it you know when you're not doing the right fucking thing you know it and when you're not doing the right thing that's when you should act on it for sure when you have to think about it like that if i get home and i notice that i had two extra tacos i'm not gonna hop back in my car and tell them hey man by the way you gave me these two extra tacos you know half the time they be like I, you I should consider that minuscule on my on my karmic energy list <laughs> half the time they would just have been like you should have kept them <laughs> right they were like yo dog you should have or like because if, if if somebody's gonna judge me and say you should have took those tacos back what about the places who's got who's clearly has who clearly has a scooper right and they're supposed to give you two scoops but they give you two heaping scoops or they give you three scoops or they give you two and a half scoops and you see it are you gonna call them out and be like yo I can't I can't eat that because you was only supposed to give me two scoops and you gave me two and a quarter. Who the fuck is going to do that? Right, right. Right. So shit, I know McDonald's their policy is they don't take the food back. Like, you know, they have to throw it away anyway. Right. So you might as well just keep it cuz yeah. they can't give it to anybody else. Right. I don't like if that thing left the if that thing left the countertop even if somebody was breathing over it and and they put their hands on the tray 
and it's not covered food and they slide it by them like nah dog nah you should have you should have gave it to me i want my shit made over obviously you're gonna say it nicely because you don't you don't disrespect the people that's handling your food but it's like can i please have another because i mean i don't know what kind of germs that person got nothing against you though dog nothing against you yeah he's standing right there (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) nothing against you homie he's like i'm just saying no like i didn't do anything with this like (laughs) (laughs) yeah dog Man, karma is real, bro. Karma is real. So check, Yo, check, check contact me if you don't believe in it. I want you to contact the corporate streets. Tell me your viewpoint. I don't know any viewpoint outside of karma's outside of karma being real. I don't know anybody. I've never heard anybody disregard it. I've heard people say that they don't believe in Christianity. They don't believe in God. They don't believe. I, I've heard a lot of shit. I want to know somebody who's gonna blatantly say. They don't believe in karma. Yeah, that, tell me why that, that's true. I think like karma and just that whole law of the land and the universe that crosses all kinds of beliefs. Like, so I don't, I can't see anybody being like, I don't believe. Like, I could go do it, whatever, and that's not gonna come back on me. Yeah, and <laughs> you know so, what? Though? So you did, you did your deed of karma. You took that ring, you gave it to the cop. Now that cop now has a choice, right? That lieutenant general cop yep. has a choice whether he's gonna go pawn that ring or whether he's gonna turn it in or try to oh, find an owner or what. By the way, I never saw him again after that. I kept kind of walking <laughs> up there to check in on him to to see if somebody had uh, uh, you know came asking for it. Never saw him again. Yeah, we we established that you was paranoid from the go yeah. from the jump. You was paranoid. You was paranoid about the the white lady in distress. Right? right, you was paranoid about this ring. You ain't want to keep it. You ain't want to give it to the lady that was sitting there. You tried to do your good deed and give it to the policeman because they're supposed to be trusted. Right. We paid him to protect and serve, right? And then he dips. Yeah, he dipped out. So he has a choice for his his karma, right? So if you see homie on the news next week, you know he kept that motherfucking ring or he <laughs> or he slung it to the local pasha. Now there's a there's another piece to this dog. He called you a millennial on the low. He called you a self-serving, braggadocious, I need my credit, credit horn millennial. Because he said, Yeah, now you can go on there and post all you want about how you did a good deed. What you feel about that, dog? How did that make you feel when he told you that? So I was definitely taken aback by this. I'm like, man, like why is he because I didn't necessarily want to post. I did kind of think about posting up, like, look at this ring I found. And, you know, I turned it back in. I turned it in. But then I felt some kind of way <laughs> about, you know, even thinking like that. And then for him to even say it, I'm like, man, see, I can't even. Like, I normally don't post up all of my accomplishments and good deeds. But I thought that was just kind of a wild one. You know, that I had to just share, you know, basically just yeah. uh, documenting my life at that point. You know, my day. It was like, look at this ring I found, you know, to show people. And, you know, just basically to get the reactions. He's like, shit, I would have kept that. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right. I was curious. I mean, for to, a conversational yeah, piece. I was curious. These to people see on people, Facebook are friends. Yeah. And if I was if I was in the other room, you would have showed me and we would have had a conversation about yeah. it or whatever. That's, that's it what you do it, with your friends. Yeah, my, my posting of it wouldn't have been about 
see, I'm better than y'all and I'm a good person and check this out. It wouldn't have been yeah. for that. It would just been for like, man, this is wild. Look at this kind of stuff. But since he oh. said that. Oh, and by the way, by the way, one thing I want to touch on really quick is that I have this, I guess, a fear of telling people what I found. Like, so like, let's say that I found a ring or I found a jacket or whatever the fuck it is. I don't want to show anybody or tell anybody exactly what it is because I want the actual person who lost it. Oh, yeah. To to get it. And the way you do that is be like, all right, you lost a jacket. What it look like? Oh, it was a Nike jacket and it had six pockets and it's got a brochure in the inside pocket. It's like, all right, it's yours. But once you start showing people or telling people like you would have tapped that lady that was next to you. She'd be like, oh, yeah, this is my... Or there exactly. was a potential that she could have been like, oh, yes, this is my ring. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. And so, yeah, and that was my fear, too. You know, like, just... I would hope if he made... If he had the DJ... The DJ never made the announcement. He said he'll have the DJ make an announcement. He never did that. Dog, he didn't even tell the DJ about that ring. No. Dog, he was he gonna have a car... He, dog, some, some bad shit's gonna happen, bro. All over that fucking ring that's not even his and probably not even real, dog. That's sad. Don't let hey, Corporate Shoes, listen, don't let karma get you like that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't let it get you like that. Oh, hey, man. it's not gonna get me though. I did my part, man. I, cle- you did. I cleared it. <laughs> Shout out to you, dog. Post that shit on Facebook. I'm beating karma. Like final destination and shit. I, I dodged that shit. Yeah, I cleared it, man. So I'm good. Yeah, you good for a minute. I'm good on that. So, on so that you did. So you didn't post this on social media. You didn't tell nobody. You just let it. You just let it. You let it ride. You let him talk you out of posting. Yeah, he talked me out of it. You know, he talked Damn, me out because he it. accused you of being a serial poster about everything. While while he's about to turn around and steal this motherfucker, he. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see how your mind switches, dog. Right. He, he 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 threw that bait out there. Like, yeah, I, I know who you are. You know what I'm saying? See, they don't call you thieves and shit no more. That he ain't say, "Well, wow, I'm surprised you ain't keep it yourself." You know what I'm saying? That'd have been some low key racism, but nah, he just called you a millennial. It's like, yeah, go post about it. You like post about it? Fuck you! I ain't posting shit. <laughs> and see, <laughs> and, and see, and I could have shared that, and it would have just shown people that there are good people, you know, still in the world, kind of thing, to give you some hope and faith in humanity. And I couldn't even fucking share that shit now. Nah, and you know what? Speaking of hope, faith, and humanity, you know when you in some neighborhoods, you just chalk that shit the fuck up, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like if you at a store in a certain area, you like, man, I ain't even going back. I know that shit ain't there. I already know that that shit ain't there. So you just chalk that shit up, dog. Yeah, absolutely. You just write it. You off. don't even go back. You don't even go back. You just write Luckily, it. I could say, I could say here, uh, in in Southern Orange County. I feel like I can go back to these stores and get the shit that that I had. Now, my wallet, I lost my wallet. What was that? March of 2016. I lost my, I remember it because I'm still hurt about it. I was actually watching, uh, I was at the Honda Center watching Lonzo Ball and his brothers play against some other people. Lonzo Ball's in the NBA now. Check him out. He's doing big things. But that fucking day, I lost my wallet. I think I threw it in the trash nothing ever happened with my cards or anything i had 75 dollars worth of target gift cards in my wallet and that shit's gone forever and i'm sick about that but <laughs> anyway yeah uh, uh but i i called up to the honda center to see if they had it nobody turned it in and the only reason i think that is is because nobody actually had it i think 
actually threw it in the trash. I was eating. I had like a tray of food and I ate and then I threw the tray away. I generally don't put my wallet on surfaces. I usually put it back in my pocket because I know I'm going to leave it or lose it or some shit. So anyway, I lost I lost, that. I lost my wallet a couple of months ago uh, at the tailor. Um, it was actually a new one. I was trying these these one people out, and yeah, uh, and I probably took my wallet or took my you know pants off or my coat or something, and it just flew out, you know. And it was just sitting there on the floor, and I and I was kind of freaking out as I started driving around. I realized I didn't have my wallet, and I started calling a couple places I went to, and I called them, and they still had it. Gave it back, money intact, everything was good. Bam. So you was in, you was in a good area. You felt like you could call back. I was in a yeah, decent it was area. Somewhere else, you know, it was worth it. It's yeah, always it worth. It's always, else, it's always worth calling and seeing. <laughs> dog, don't even get your hopes so dog. You know it's gone. It <laughs> Depending gone. on where you at, you know it's gone. It's like man, fuck it. I ain't even. I ain't even gonna try to call that back because I know it ain't gonna be there. But uh, so hearing that about what you were talking about. That cop conning you, <laughs> literally, <laughs> that cop conning you and conning you not to uh, post social media. Should there be a social media purpose? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Is there a purpose to social media for individuals? Do they? Is your presence supposed to have a purpose or do you have a purpose? I would say my presence is generally I mean, because there's different types of is presences a word can you make that plural you just did there's there's people who can have a different different types of of a presence i don't know how i'm saying that but you can have different presences fuck it all right so you can have you have the people who are complainers right you have the people who are sickly always sick they posting that they sick every fucking day Mm -hmm. you have the complainers you have we talked about complainers who are braggadocious they're very very braggy i just gotta i gotta text Oh, and he put it on Facebook too. I got, I got a text from a homeboy that I haven't heard from in like a year. Well, actually, I take that back. I saw I saw him that last St. Louis visit, but he hasn't called or texted me himself in a year. And so he hit me out of the blue like at eleven thirty at night with this picture. He was like, "Yeah, just got this beaten, got this new BMW." You know what I'm saying? Hashtag Porsche Red. And so <laughs> I'm looking at this thing Porsche when I wake red? up in the morning. Porsche, yeah, it's Porsche red. Okay. And so, if that is that a color, would BMW call that I was color saying, Porsche red? I don't red? think BMW would call their car Porsche red. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's calling it Porsche red. So check. Okay. So he sends me the text. I look at it and I'm laughing because I'm like, yo, check him out, stun. He he just want to stun. He want to floss. All right, fine. I I I'll, I'll you know say make him feel good. It's like yo. The car is dope because the picture was dope. It was a dope car. So I gave him the credit and uh, he was like, yeah, dog, I just got it. Just picked it up Wednesday. I was like, yeah, man, it's super dope. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Porsche Red. I'm like, yeah, all right. I text back, yeah, I hear that. (laughs) And I'm like, man, he really wanted to get that stunt off. And then he put it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So you got the bragging people on Facebook. You have the positive people on Facebook who puts all the quotes. <laughs> he's, he's really proud of it because he just volunteered. It's Porsche Red. Like, that's something to brag about. Like, when somebody shows me a car, 
I don't give a fuck about the color. Like, I'm into the car. Like, oh, that's cool. That's a dope <laughs> car. And, like, the only thing that you know about it, he's not telling you, yeah, it's the V8 M3 GTR. You know, he's like, it's Porsche Red. I don't even know what series it is. It was bigger than the 3 Series, so it's probably an older 5 Series. Uh-huh. I think it's a 5 Series BM. But uh, the the and the, the tell red you was HB. the paint was really good. It was very it was a it was a cherry it was a cherry apple red like no a, it's Porsche red. Come on, get it right. <laughs> Don't fuck it up now. It was this is this it was is the most super important thing. super shiny gleaming bright red. I mean it, it is it was a marvel. It was something to something to be happy about, bro. I'm happy for the homie. But I just want to point out that that's that's a type of that's but, a type of present. But he bragged he bragged media. about the color like you some chick. Like I don't know, man. Like don't don't do me like that. You got to come <laughs> with some numbers. Do you know? Tell me this mug is four hundred horsepower. You know, tell me something real. And like, I don't want to. I got a I got a Porsche Red S two thousand. It's Porsche Red, bro. Oh, for real? I sent you pictures of it. Oh, okay. So about <laughs> how much torque does that have? <laughs> Shit, 193. <laughs> 193 foot pounds. <laughs> but 210, 210 horsepower, though. Was it 240? You know, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Torque is on the low side, dog. Torque is on the low side. That's, that's right. cool, though. It's cool. But that's why you got to rev but, uh, it to 9K. There you go. I But I got it, though. I got 9K to rev to. Name another car that do. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So that's All the right. kind of shit you brag about. Not yeah, the fucking color, yeah. man. I can see the color. <laughs> All right. And so you have that, you have the bragging poster, you got the positive poster who posts positivity, you got the weightlifting poster who's all about the weights. Any other posters you got? What kind of presents? You said the weights. You see. Yeah, the weightlifters. Oh, oh, just health the people in general. Oh, health people. Okay, yep. People health on their health shit. They yep. posting their food and stuff. You got the shoe guys. I'll be posting ah, about you shoes. You do have the shit. sneaker guys. I start off with socks and then I start moving on to shoes. Yep, that's true. Actually, uh, it's a it's a girl that I follow on Instagram that I met a bunch of years ago. My homeboy used to talk to her. She's super into sneakers, man, and it seems like like clockwork every week. Female hashtag female sneakerhead. New shoes, new shoes, new shoes, new shoes. She's got a she's got a habit, bro. She's got a problem. That's what's up? <laughs> um, I didn't see her slow down yet. So I think so. Should people have a purpose? Oh, then you have people who are just basically using social media as their diary. Oh, yep. Telling the life story, right? Good, bad, oh, in oh. between. You you got you got the uh the foodies. What, what what should we call them? The people that's looking for sympathy. Yeah. I don't know what to call them. But they they want the sympathy, right? So they they have all these uh attention these seekers, heartbreaking maybe. posts all the time. The who? Attention seekers. Okay, attention seekers yep. or crybabies, whatever people, you want to call them. People posting up about their uh relationship struggles. In all oh, the, you got the, st- the highs, the highs especially, or the highs, but then they got the struggle people too. Oh, speaking of highs, you got the highlights. Okay, so the highlights are slightly different from the the braggers, right? The highlights, uh, I guess they're kind of they're cousins. The highlights and the braggers are cousins. The braggers come out only when they got something new that they want to show. Okay, but the highlights are 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 the people who brag about every place they go to and uh and all the cool relationship shit they do but they're not showing any low lights mm-hmm. the diary is showing the highlights and the low lights the diary folks right so do you, all right do, do you, you think we caught all of them pretty much we, oh you got caught, the comedians you got the funny people quite a bit of them yeah you got the funny people 
So I, I think the listeners get the point. So oh, and then you got the people who kind of mix up a multi a multitude of the uh, the types of presences that we just named. So some people are all those. And I, did I say sports people? You got the people who post about sports all the time. Right. You right. got them too. Yeah. Oh, the thirst trappers. Sorry, can't forget the thirst trappers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those can't be forgotten you got the thirst trappers so there's all types of personalities on facebook and my question to you good friend should we have a purpose a presence should we stick to one or stick to a couple should we have a reason should we have a goal in mind um i don't think you can really tell somebody you know what they should be posting about you know it's their social yep. media Oh, did I tell you when I made that mistake one time and I never did it again? But now what happened? I think I talked about it on the show one time. A good friend of mine, they were they were like going at it on Facebook about ranting. They were ranting about their brother and some shit that was happening that was super personal, family business oh, type yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I was like, y'all, I was like, yo, man. You don't want you don't want to do it this way. Like you don't want to do this on here like that. And that's what I would tell this friend on the phone. Mm-hmm. But I think this friend was already upset. She felt slighted already, and she was in front of a group of people because we all get the comment when one person comments. And I wasn't trying to check her. I was trying to be a friend. And she was like, "This is my page. Don't tell me what to post on my page. Don't tell me what I need to be doing." I was like, "Oh." my bad you know what i'm saying i had to fall back <laughs> so don't tell nobody what to do and don't ask See, nobody what they praying for I, when people are asking for prayers I, don't do I, that don't, I don't know if i feel that way as far as like not telling them much like like i've had that situation where i had a really good friend um posting you know about her baby daddy drama and i'm like you're better than that that's all i said you're better than this because but should you have called that friend? No, you should have called him, right? Um, that's where my I wrong could was. have called. I probably her, should have called, the but is but at that point is I don't know. It's not like I didn't I didn't tell her that you know I didn't say directly like come on man you don't need to be posting this. I just simply said you're better than this. She already knew. I knew she would know. And she and we had a conversation afterwards. And she said, you know what? I knew you was going to say that. Like, she already knew I was going to have something to say about her posting that. Yeah. So. I don't uh, know, man. I got the shit checked out of me. <laughs> and I, I ain't even bring it up to that to that friend. So. Well, it was one of my best friends. And actually, I say a real good friend. I say this friend. Oh, actually, you know this chick. <laughs> you know this chick. This is one of the old school. Uh, you know her. I know her. Freddie knows her. And. One of one of those chicks, okay. but uh, she, huh, huh, nah, <laughs> nah, not that friend, not that friend, another friend. Oh, okay. Freddie knows her really well. They used to beef a whole lot. I think at McClure North. I think they went. Uh, but anyway, anyway, and then because point of the is, D, right? I mean, it ain't, it ain't like it's yeah, yeah. Dumb. What it is? I mean, it's not. It's not like it's not like <laughs> somebody can go track her ass Stupid. down. <laughs> Use a food dog. Anyway, uh. So I learned my lesson with that. I used to think she looked really good too. And then when I yeah, she was a cute chick. And uh, she's all right. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. I said past tense as if she's not cute now. That's I don't know what she looked like now. 
I might have to go back and cut that out. You know what? I was actually speaking from when you knew her is what it was. That's, right. I'm saying she was she was cute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and plus, she's a married woman. I ain't trying to judge on that lady. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that karmic response, that karmic energy. Oh, my We're talking goodness. about we just, how dope she is now. Nah, I mean, I you say you just go smash her or she smash a war or nothing. We just said, you know. Nah, nah, I definitely didn't just say that. Just that the girl's pretty or not. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure most men don't want a pretty wife, right? Right. Anyway. Point now, is, if I told these stories that these phone conversations about these phone conversations, that would be disrespectful. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nah, don't do that. That would be crossing lines. That'd be crossing lines. I learned a lot with her about growing up in puberty, and she was there at a special time in my life. Let's just put it that way. There you go. So you know her. Yeah, you know her pretty well. No. Right. Uh, see, man, now you're crossing the line. I didn't say all that. I just said you know her. I like in the biblical sense you know of knowing well. somebody. You know, you talk to her on the phone a whole lot. You know her pretty well. That's all I'm saying. You've known her. I've known her. You know what movie that came from? I do not. That came from The Crucible. Oh. When John Proctor oh. said he's known Abigail, or I think her name is Abigail. Did I say The Crucible? Yeah, we watched it like in uh, English or something. Oh, okay. I did see the crucible. You're right. I remember the outside. Well, basically, I, I basically remember that old boy smashed her, and he had to like tell everybody that even though he was married. Yeah. And he said, "I've known her." Yeah. And it was like what? <laughs> <laughs> did that? So social media presence. Social media presence. Okay. Should you have one? Should you, you have you could, one? You don't think I don't, you can tell anybody, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't believe you have to have one. Um, however, people, I guess, it could be a good thing. People um, might go to you to see what you're thinking about. Like you said, the sports guys see what you got to say about Cleveland losing the the Warriors or whatever. Um, so, or like the positive people, you know, um, the homie. Here I go bragging. Uh, my homie uh, Prince E, uh, you know I know him. I know him by as uh, <laughs> I know him as uh, Richie. You know what I'm saying? Dog, you on name drop? You for know, real? y'all might know him as Prince E, but I know him as Richie. Dog, I was watching this random YouTuber and he name dropped him. I was like, damn, you knew you know Prince E? Like, like he's that big? You get a million hits and shit on all his videos, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Prince E, he, you know, you might go to him for his positive vibe, you know, right. every morning or whatever, you know, so I think and I got to ask you, where the fuck did that come from? What's that? Because he just seemed like he I know he's been working and building and grinding, but those million hits just seem like they came out of nowhere. I got I got cousins and family. Everybody knows this cat. And you've been talking to me about homie for a long time. Yeah. I remember when you did the shoot, you had told me about. Homie. Yeah. 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 I did a couple shoots with him or whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> credit horn, dog. Stop it! You killing me, bro. You killing me. But uh, so it's so what you're saying here is that it is good to have a focus because, especially if you want to be known, you right. want to be known for something, right? Right. So if you want to have a million followers, and by the way, take my advice with a grain of salt because I don't have many followers. I don't really seek that many followers, particularly personally. But I don't have many followers. But it seems like if you have a focus, because the people that I go to are are focused in something, and I try to keep 
I try to keep my uh, social media pretty positive. So I follow a lot of positive vibes, like the Will Smiths and the Diddies. They have positive vibes, and I yeah. have some really positive friends out there. Yeah. So anyway. So I think sometimes you get a lot of followers if you have that focus. Yeah. So I think sometimes that's fine. But for the common person, man, I think I might kind of go. Like I complain, I, I complained once on the show about a girl who we who we know, who was always looking for attention, asking for help, and that type of shit. Um, yeah. On social media. And I would say, you know, it was annoying to me, but I never unfollowed her. And I would always go every now and then to check and see what kind of shit she was bitching about now. Kind of as a form of entertainment, it it ended up being. There you go. That was your own reality TV with somebody that you knew. Right. To see, okay. And that was your guilty pleasure was checking out her complaining, nagging ass posts. Right. Right. So... But I guess the, as far as the question, should you? Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. For me, so so, I was gonna ask you, what what do you think you? What kind of presence are you? If yeah, what, what do you think your presence is on social media? So, I'm pretty much just active on Twitter, or on Facebook, and Instagram at this point. My Instagram, I'm posting about my my shoes, and. Uh, and now my weight loss journey a little bit and juicing and yeah. stuff. I kind of post about that. I really don't post about that on my Facebook though. On Facebook, I, I rarely ever show any of my shoe stuff. Um, I really don't talk about, you know, all my runs and accomplishments and that. On Facebook, I mainly just post like just random thoughts I might have or something, or I might repost something I saw funny or something I observed that was funny. Um, so I kind of have two different personalities on my social medias Ah, okay. that, I, that I share. Um, I would never share the low lights um, because like you said to that one friend, uh, to Don that you know this ain't the place for that or whatever you know yeah don't 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 put your shit out there like that and yeah. I don't believe in putting my shit like the bad stuff because like just like we talk about it you know people go back and talk about it and it's just not the look I'm I want to put out there you know I guess I'm kind of mixed on that now that I think about it because we talk about how social media is full of highlights and no low lights right people don't want to post their low lights part of me the positive side of me feels like you know what i don't want to see that shit anyway i want to see the positivity keep the positivity flowing so i can keep my positive juices flowing right and we just have a world full of positivity because positivity breeds positivity right right on that same token though there's a certain realistic aspect now you ain't gotta go shitting on people and talk about your baby daddy. You ain't gotta go shitting on people and talk about who you was about to fight. And that's what I'm thinking when people do that kind of shit. Yeah, but that that that's not the only type of low light. If you had a bad day, you'd be like, man, work was pretty fucked up today. Uh, I did terrible in my meeting, or work was messed up today. I lost this, or I didn't accomplish this. 
You know what I'm saying? That, but, that could be a place where people try to lift you up and give you support. But do you? But then, when, but that turns into the person seeking that attention. It feels like to me, like I don't want you to to sit there and just tell me about all of your, you know, uh, custody battle shit. Like we gotcha. get it. We you you want your kid. As you should. Now that that could definitely be drawn out. That could be drawn out. I'm still looking for a job. I can't find a job. I hate this stupid ass city. There's no jobs here. Cause it's gonna get to the point where it's like, then move, fool. <laughs> move somewhere else where the jobs are plentiful. So I can feel that. So uh, I, guess, I would I say guess people have to be careful with that. I mean, if they care. Again, if yeah, if, if, if Facebook for you is is your is your diary, let it fly, man. You know. I think I've said this before. One good thing that I saw about social media, my wife's sister passed away a couple years ago. And she used Instagram and Facebook almost as a diary. She told positive things and not so positive things. She wasn't she wasn't the negative Nancy though, but she basically told shit that happened in her life. And she was a serial poster. The cool shit about that is that stuff is kind of locked there. And the family was able to create a scrapbook of her posts with uh, with with the kids, with her kids, mm -hmm. which was super dope. So the kids can know what mom thought of her, even though she's not here, because mom was able to was able to put that out there, put those thoughts out there. So a part of me is very private and don't want to talk about shit and don't want to share my feelings on social media. But the positive the the positive part of that is that information can be used uh, as a diary and you can do something with that. Also, I mean, there's people up there posting guns and shit and that shit can be used against you in court. So you got to be careful what you Unless post, you're but. really like an avid gun owner and you're just sharing your gun purchase or whatever. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the guns in the camera oh, okay. type. Yeah, that's just yeah. I'm I'm talking about those stereotypical uh, super thugs is posting the guns in the camera. Talk about they they about to kill something. What 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 what, what 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 what? Yeah, the Nori super thug types. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I was talking about. Now that we talk, oh, so oh, I was gonna say you? my so presence though. Before before I go, I was gonna say my presence though. So on social media, I would say on Instagram, I'm I'm actually confused and reluctant about whatever I want to post. I don't really post very much. So my, my pictures are slim because if I actually do post, I probably thought it over. Like, do I really want to post it? I don't know. Do I really want to post it? I don't know. Fuck it. I'll let it fly. And so just recently I've been posting the kids achievements and stuff because I know family wants to see that. And I've been posting that on Facebook. Uh, sometimes I'll post things about shoes. Sometimes I definitely whatever I'm posting is definitely going to be highlighted. Your travel positivity. shit. Your what? Your travel stuff, right? Oh, yeah, travel stuff, right? Travel stuff. It's going to be highlights and positivity, whatever it is. So I would say my presence at the end of the day is going to be more positive presence. Not really braggadocious because I don't want people knowing all my business anyway. But I, I do post shoes. on, And like you said, dual personalities. I do have dual personalities on Facebook. I don't really post much on Facebook. I look at Facebook uh, for laughter. <laughs> I look at Facebook to see other positive people and a couple of friends that I might want to keep up with. But 
uh, as far as posting myself I post so the family can see like the kids and the f people can see what we're doing people who might be interested because they're they're considered friends so I post some travel stuff but my day-to-day -day stuff my life is pretty general or I go to Damn. work I podcast yeah. I take care of kids I yeah. take care of the family so I don't bore people with every time I take the kids to the park or something like that right if I can get some really cool shots with my drone or something, I might put that up there. Because I mean, everybody ain't got drones, so right. I can show people a different type of you know picture. If I get some cool pictures of the kids, and I might post that. So I, I definitely have a dual purpose as well. But whatever that purpose is, it's gonna be positive, most likely family oriented. Man, uh, and while we're on this subject, uh, homie of the show, friend of the show. Um, personal friend of mine now, Jody, uh, who's been on the show before. Show Jody, she posts. Um, she does like these decorating, home decorating kind of projects that she does. Yep. And I just opened up my Facebook, and she like took the front off this off this um, this dresser, like this vanity stand. I don't know what it's called, Van vanity dresser, whatever. It's like just a standard wooden, just plain wood. And she blacked it out, put glass uh, fronts on it. This mug is dope. And like, that's what she uses it for a lot. It's showing everybody her projects. That's dope. So She should get a Pinterest too. She'll get a lot more love on Pinterest. But it's a lot more people of her type there. And that's, and that's like, again, an inspirational thing to see. Like somebody who can do that and like she doesn't even talk about it like whenever we talk on the phone she don't really talk about this shit and she don't talk about what she's working on and then it was one day you know you look at her stuff and it's like wow she just uh <laughs> she just post up you know this amazing thing she did over the weekend so yeah. shout out to she, her, she has some really dope work too shout out to jody and then i just looked at my friend al he's a watch guy that's who got me into watches when i went to my watch phase and he, his 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 post says fuck daylight savings time and he has like a hundred watches <laughs> <laughs> he really is a watch guy dude huh he really is a watch guy. oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> so um dude I, I don't know man people I, I love what social media brings and allows people to do you know share these things with you and it's all it's all about sharing in the end as long as you share some shit and you know maybe it'll bring something to somebody you know some type of conversation some type of entertainment uh evoke some emotion remember i beefed with somebody damn near got into a little facebook battle with somebody over <laughs> that uh cousin that killed the the one lady on the street or whatever yeah you know yeah you was facebook banging it, it does different things for people man it does now we're talking about karma too so let's talk about this karmic energy with social media and let's say if it exists or not so check it if there's a lot of especially on instagram there's a lot of people who have uh pages that are just like i don't know like booty shots and stuff like that those uh those thirst trapping pictures mm -hmm. i don't know if, i don't know if all that is uh, 
I guess it depends on if you be, if you believe that that's positive or negative. If you should be doing that or if you shouldn't be doing that. If you're if you're a wholesome Christian man, then you shouldn't be posting that kind of stuff. You're probably gonna get your karma in the end. Uh, but uh, if you you know if you think you're putting the models' names out there, you're trying to help models meet people and network, then I guess you're doing a good deed, then, huh? What do you think about karma in social media? Is there a karmic response, karmic energy? To social media yeah i would say you know social media or karma doesn't care about you know what medium you use to uh, yeah don't care about what platform it, it is or yeah. what. so if you out there putting people on blast i mean you better have your shit clean <laughs> you know it's true you better be clean bro because they might come back and get you all right here's a guy You're pulling people's skeletons out there's there's, there's a guy um uh man what was this dude's name i forget his name but uh this african cat who i used to go to school with man he's doing so great i love seeing this he he's always wearing these tailored suits and shit and he's always just posting up you know just basically like not only braggadocious he doesn't say nothing crazy you know he just posts up the pictures of his outfits and i think that's dope too I think that's right. dope to put I mean, he has, he, has a, a, he has a gift of style, right? Yeah, yeah. That's his talent. That's his gift. And he's sharing that with the world. So that's cool. Yeah, man. His head is still big as a motherfucker, but... <laughs> hey, he, <laughs> gotta find something to shoot him down. He got his Gucci shoes. Damn, he's killing it. But, hey. <laughs> <laughs> his head still is massive. <laughs> Dog, I told my son, you can't have it all. LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world and his hairline ain't right bro kevin durant is probably the second best basketball player in the world both guys are tall both guys can hoop out of their mind but kd hair ain't right bro and there's nothing really he can do about it you can't have it all man you can't have it all that wouldn't be fair to the world if you had everything so anyway should i go ahead and wrap yeah, that's cool. We ready man. to wrap? Yeah, we ready. All right. Before we wrap, though, I just want to give a shout out to the 2020 Vision Podcast, man. Homeboy Youngin has a podcast. He doesn't drop as consistently as we do. So I, I just want to put that out there. So if you're looking for every week content, he won't have that. But still go check him out because when he does drop the content, he drops the heat. I just listened to his last joint. It was really, really, really good. And I'm proud of the homeboy youngin, man, because he said he wanted to do a podcast and he's doing it. And when he gets when he gets around to it, because he's a busy man, but when he gets around to it, he puts out the fire. So homeboy youngin, give a shout up. out to homeboy youngin. 2020 Vision Podcast, go check that out. And you know what you're listening to? Wait a minute, I did that wrong. <laughs> you can be listening to anyone in the world right now. However, you're listening to the only medium that you should be listening to. As Jaren says, we the only content that you really need. You know what I'm saying? If you wanna, if you wanna uh, enrich your mind and have a good time and have some good laughs and all that. And for all the listeners that do check in with us every week, we definitely appreciate it. If it's your first time here, we definitely appreciate you too. If you haven't heard, Jaren and I have another corporate streets production. It's called the Powercast. We read the book, The Forty Eight Laws of Power, and we went through every chapter of that book, man. And we talked about every single chapter. In our own words with our own examples so go check that out because that book is hot so you can go get that book and our power cast is hot 
So go check that out. Our podcast is free too, by the way. In case you didn't know, SoundCloud, iTunes, you know how to get to us. If you want to get at us, you want to write to us, drop us a line. The corporate streets at gmail.com is the way to do that. If you need help handling the situation, hit us up. We are the advice connoisseurs on Twitter at Corp Streets is the handle. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets podcast. This is the podcast for people who consistently take their kids to get swimming lessons to break that black swimming stereotype. Meanwhile, you are that black swimming stereotype. Peace. You scared of water, man? Wow. You be taking all these pictures in the beach, swimming with the dolphins and shit. You don't even know what's going on. Yo, I can swim, but I can't save nobody. Like I and and I get tired, dog. I'm not efficient with my swimming. I need to actually learn. I know how to. I know how to get through it, though. I can tread a bit. I can. I can get the safety. But if you drowning, that's your ass. And then that'd be my karma, bro. Cause I didn't help you. All right. We out. <laughs>